Hey, everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome back to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, May 21st. It's Mailbox Monday. And as promised, my friend Kathy Cook is back here. We're going to be talking a little bit to a mom named Rachel, who is really struggling with her identity as a mom. So if this is you and you're struggling between being your child's friend and being your child's parent, stick around. I know you're going to be encouraged. All right, so I appreciate you guys' patience with me as I've been out on the road these last couple of weeks. My family and I normally were out on the road when all when our older kids were little. We would go out for four and five months at a time and live out on the road. And now because I have grandchildren and I have a couple of kids who are finishing up high school, life is more complicated. <laughs> I think you know, oftentimes I've told you guys I miss uh, the, the years when all my children were little and I could just sort of, you know, mother hen them and put them all under my wing and we could, Jay and I could decide what we we're going to do and everybody just went along with it. Well, not the same so much anymore. And I, I, I know that a lot of you know how that feels. So if you're at home right now and you've got all your kids are little, can I just say, soak it up. Just enjoy it because these years are precious. Uh, a long time ago, I think I was in Walmart with my kids. And uh, one of them was throwing a fit. I think one of them was strapped to my back and another one was sitting in the car seat and I had a couple of kids hanging onto the cart. And uh, <laughs> a mom saw me from like the other side of the frozen food aisle, you know, and she was like, oh, just enjoy it. Just I wanted to punch that woman in the face. I was like, really? You enjoy it, lady. This isn't fun at all. <laughs> I'm not having fun. And I think that sometimes we forget how quickly it goes by. And I don't think she was in hindsight now. I have a lot more grace, right? As I've gotten older, I don't think she was, in, I don't think she was saying, Oh, enjoy the, the fit and enjoy the struggle. But she was saying, really enjoy your kids. And we don't often do that. And so I am so excited because uh, my friend Kathy Cook is back on the show with me today. Kathy really has a heart to help you love and parent and enjoy your kids. And so I'm thrilled. I asked her if she would come back and address a question from Rachel on the show with me today. And she has agreed to do that. So we are honored to have her back. Kathy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Heidi. It's such a delight to be with you. I love your heart and what you do for your people. Thank you. Well, I've just been, I've been watching you kind of from a distance. I was thrilled to be able to meet you uh, a while back and just hear what God is doing through basically you're encouraging parents in the same way that I am just to say, Hey, get off the bench and get onto the battlefield. Like this is really a battle for the hearts and minds of your kids. And I love to see how you're encouraging parents to engage in it and not to sit out on the sidelines. Mm, we have to, it's an important responsibility, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So I had a question from a gal named Rachel. I get questions every week. So I do something on Monday called Mailbox Monday. And uh, this week, I'm going to focus, since I've got you uh, on the line, I'm going to focus on a couple of questions that I get over and over and over again. And let me just uh, read the first part of this to you so you can sort of hear um, the heart of this mom. She said, good morning, Heidi. Um, if I would love it if you would talk to this on your podcast. I listened to your podcast and I'm I, one of them struck a deep chord in me. I have believed the lie of the devil that I am broken and ineffective uh, to be a mother. And she went on to basically say that she feels uh, she's burned out. She feels um, like she's been trying really hard just to be friends for her kids. And now she realizes that her kids are about 12 and 14 years old. And she feels like she's losing the battle for the hearts and minds of her kids. She said she wanted to be the mother 
that her kids would just uh, look to her as their friend. And now she feels like she, she said, well, she says, I'm in my room right now crying my eyes out. I don't know what to do. And she's talking about getting to the root of her, uh, the heart of her kids. And I, something that, that stuck out to me from Rachel in particular was that she had said that she had spent so much time. She believed the lie that it was her job to be her child's friend. And this is something that you speak about out on the road. I know you've talked about this on, uh, on, on social media and on interviews before because it's a huge problem in the culture right now. This idea of, of being your child's friend versus being your child's parent. So I kind of want to start there today. And if we have time, I'll get to another question. But what do you say to the parents who are listening, who have always felt like it was their job just to uh, to be their child's best friend? What do you say to that? To that because it sounds good, right? It does absolutely. I I have such um, wow. I have compassion for you, Rachel, and everybody else, and proud of you for recognizing that it isn't working and wanting something better and different for you and your kids. Cause there's a lot of people who just decide there's no hope and that's, that's really tragic. So man, God bless you for your courage to want to step out and, and make some changes. I think that it's understandable. Um, you love your kids, you know, and, and what do we do when we love people? We want to be their friends, right? So on one hand, there's this big heart that I have for you. To, I understand it. I, I totally get that. Um, and one of the things I say to parents, Heidi, and I imagine you agree with me, is that we are created for relationship. Absolutely. Um, first and foremost, I think with God, and then he creates us to have community here on earth, what I would consider that horizontal um, friendships, relationships, and there's all kinds of relationships that God would want us to have, accountability and friendship and authority and people over us, people under us, if you will, and all of that, um, we have a legitimate need for relationship. We need to make sure that we are healthy individuals and that we choose to meet our needs for relationship with peer group members and not our kids. And so the first thing I would say to moms like Rachel and dads as well is, you know, who could you reach out to? Because if you try to change a relationship with your kids from friend to whatever else you would call it, not a friend, but I'm now the authority. If you don't meet your need for friendship somewhere else, the change is going to be harder. So I'd recommend that maybe one of the first things you do is start with loving yourself enough to go out for breakfast with a friend on a Saturday. If you can do that, ask if you're married, ask your husband to help you with that and have him prioritize you so that you have that that friend possibility with a member of your church, possibly. Maybe you have a hobby and you know someone else in your community has a hobby. Maybe your kids um, take piano lessons from the same teacher and you've met a woman at the piano recitals and you want to get to know her better. There's all kinds of places where we can meet people who are like-minded. It doesn't always have to be in church, but that certainly is a good place to start. So are you meeting your needs for friendship legitimately? Are you taking care of yourself by that? And it can be phone calls, you know, Heidi and I are both super busy. So I, I don't know about you, Heidi, but a lot of my friend time has to be on the phone because I just don't have a lot of physical time. Um, and that's okay. And if you're on, on the phone, whether it's FaceTime or just on the phone with a good friend, you can hear the smile in their voice and you can, you can, you know, get into their relate get into their heart at a deeper level. Um, another thing that, that I would throw out there kind of as a beginning is, um, to have real compassion for yourself and um, 
to love yourself in the middle of your pain, if I can put it that way, and to understand that you're not a horrible mom, you're not you're not broken in that regard. Um, did you make some mistakes? Maybe, but it was a slippery slope. I don't think it was your intentionality. I think it probably just happened. Um, you did. It was a lie, and I appreciate that you acknowledged that. So um, forgiveness is a good thing if that's necessary. Apologizing is a beautiful thing. I think kids tell me all the time, you know, Dr. Kathy, my parents seem to have a rule book. I wish they'd share it with me. You know, um, they feel blindsided a lot by the things that we say that we've been pondering for weeks and weeks. And then we finally have a conversation with them and they're like, where'd that come from? So what I would recommend we maybe do in this situation is we sit down with, with these two kids, 12 and 14. And, you know, maybe, maybe you go out to a restaurant that, that they love. Maybe you sit in a, garden swing, maybe you sit in their favorite room in the home. It doesn't really matter. It could be the kitchen table. And you say, hey, look, um, I've made some decisions. And uh, and own what you need to own. Um, and then maybe you say, hey, I apologize for misleading you. I am your parent. I desire to earn back the right to be your authority. And you're going to notice some parenting differences around here. I'm going. When I say no, I'm going to work really hard to make my no a no. And you're not in charge anymore. You're not going to be able to manipulate me into this, you know, whatever. And and I'm smiling as I say this because kids tell me they love it when we're vulnerable and transparent and honest because it gives them the right to understand they can make mistakes too. And they can come to mom and say, hey, mom, I get it because I've messed up too. And when you say you know, I apologize that I've confused you and I'm going to make some changes. And kids, I'm making changes not because you're bad. You're not bad kids. This is not about something you've done that's made me angry. So please don't throw that card. We're making some changes here because God has reminded me that we're a family. I'm I'm a parent. I need to be authority. And I'd really, I want you back as a child of mine. Doesn't mean we're going to hate each other. But it also doesn't mean that I'm going to make decisions so that we stay friends. So Heidi, let me let me pause and and let you interact over that. Was that making sense? Yeah, it's making perfect sense to me. And I'm I'm actually I'm being quiet because I'm thinking about me <laughs> <laughs> and my own just my own relationships with my children and and just the things that the Lord is speaking to me as you're as you're talking. And I know that the moms and dads who are listening to this, and I bet you there are kids who are listening. I also was thinking uh of your um and it's so right that you point out there is power in and in asking for forgiveness. There's power in saying, you know what? Um, I've made a mistake. I know I can think of years ago, and sometimes I, I tell this to parents when I'm out speaking at conferences, our oldest daughter, uh, she's almost, uh, she, well, she's 26 now and she has two kids of her own. But when she was in junior high, like around eighth grade, she decided she she didn't want to be homeschooled anymore, right? No surprise. And she told me this when she was at, right around the end of seventh grade, she didn't want to be homeschooled anymore. And I I wanted, I didn't really, I knew that the Lord had already asked us to homeschool our children and that that's what we would be doing, but I didn't want to have a conflict with her. And so I kicked the can down the road and I said, oh, well, I said, you know what, let's talk about this at the end of your eighth grade year. And if you still want to go to public school for high school, then, then that will be your choice. Well, that was a terrible mistake on my part because 
A, that's a terrible burden for a child to bear where the where her education takes place. I want her to have input, but the decision is not hers. It belongs to me and her father. And so when it came back around and I had, uh, and she said, well, you know, now I'm here. I'm a, now it's a year and a half later. Mom's kicked the can down the road. And now we're here and I've decided I want to go to a public school. The first thing that Jay and I had to do was go before the Lord and just say, we're sorry because we made a we made a terrible mistake in trying to avoid conflict with our child. And then we had to go back to Savannah and do the same thing and say, we are so sorry. We love you. And we realized we made a mistake. Would you please forgive us for putting this on you? And, you know, the look on her face, I think, A, you know, she was like, well, shoot fire. This means I'm not going to get what I want. But she also knew that we loved her. And uh, we were able to make that correction. And then we took it a step further and we just said, what is it about going, why do you not want to be homeschooled anymore? I think parents need to be able to ask their children the hard questions, listen to where their concern is coming from. And then you make a decision based on what you know is right. It takes into account the child's feelings, but those feelings do not dictate the uh, the decision that a parent makes. Our relationship with the Lord and wisdom should dictate that. And so as you're talking to these parents and you're explaining, I know to this mom, Rachel, who is so tired, I think one of the things I love about you, Kathy, is your compassion for people comes through so loud and clear. And you're saying, listen, it's never too late. It's never too late to go back and say, you know, what can I do? And so that's really what I hear uh, from you. And I appreciate that so much. What is your, what's your encouragement uh, to those parents right now? Yeah, I totally agree. And I love that you brought that up. It is never too late. I'm proud of anybody who wants to do a U-turn and realize that um, for whatever reasons, decisions were made. I wouldn't even call them mistakes. You made the decisions you made um, in a period of your life when they appear to be the best decisions for you. So I love that you know it's never too late. And to the teens who are listening, it is never too late for you to make changes. And it's never too early or too late for you to forgive and to give your parents another chance. You know, if a parent comes to a teen or a preteen and says, man, I want to love you better. Help me with this. Oh, my goodness. What a what a fabulous parent that is to to risk hatred, if you will, to risk discord, to risk arguing um, because you've chosen to put family and love first. I think it's an amazing thing. And the other thing that's kind of on my mind, if I can share it, Heidi, is that I, I really do want parents to enjoy their kids. You know, I don't know when, when parents say to me, like, let me back up. I'll talk to parents about you know, don't don't try to be their friend today, parent, so that you'll want to be their friend later. You know, parent strong and be brave and all of that. Now, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy your kids. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't play games and wrestle on the floor and shoot hoops and, you know, go swing on the swings together, even if you're the adult. Um, enjoy your kids. And I think it's when you have fun in, in, a, in a whole family and one-on-one whether that be a game or a car ride and you're just laughing about the shape of the clouds today or whatever, when you enjoy your kids, it makes the hard days easier. And it makes the hard conversations more likely to occur because you want to get that fun back. So I think that's an important realization too, that we can be serious and have serious conversations and dig for truth and value education and have deep discussions at the table about government and politics and the love that we have for our nation and the world as a whole and our responsibility in it. 
and then we can have a really good time. And all of that, that's what I do with friends, right? The people that I seriously enjoy being with the most are people that I can have fun with and have deep conversations with. So maybe that's something to ponder as we look at our parenting relationships. Hmm. And I think it's precious too, to, you know, just to encourage that mom who's going, you know what, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And you're saying to her, it's absolutely doable. You can absolutely do it. And I love, Kathy, that you have encouraged parents to really get off the bench. You're saying, get off the bench. These are your kids. You got you got one shot at encouraging them and loving them and being their parent. And I want to uh, sort of end the podcast today with just something else that you said. And I'm hoping maybe you give me like a 30 second, just expound on it one more time so we can reinforce it. Is that I love that you said to parent your kids now so that you can be their friend later. So unpack that for just maybe, you know, 30 seconds more so that the mom who's going, man, I just, I don't know if I can do that. What does that look like? Is your home a safe place? Would your kids want to be there if they did not have to be there? So they're, they're finished with their college freshman year and they have a choice in the summer to come back or do an internship somewhere else or stay with a friend because there's a better paying job in that community. When your kid has graduated from tech school or comes home from the military, or your kid is married and has a choice of where to go for a long Memorial Day weekend, will he want to choose your house? Is your house today safe and enjoyable? Do they Are they heard in your home? Do they have presence in your home? Are you available to them in your home now? Those are the things that they're going to assume will continue to happen as they age. So I think that's what I would say. Um, you know, kids kids sometimes tell me, you know, Dr. Kathy, there's no evidence I live there except in my bedroom. Mm. And that just cracks me up. Like I'll tell parents all the time, if I if you ever invite me over for, for a meal and you have children, I want to see evidence you have children. <laughs> like I want to see a sippy cup on the floor and I want to see a coloring book on the coffee table and I want to see a – a Lego half-built castle over, you know, in the corner. And every once in a while, moms will, you know, send me uh, Facebook photos or they'll, you know, tag me in a photo. Look, Dr. Kathy, I'm doing it right. You know, and there's a sippy cup on the floor. Uh, you know, but I think <laughs> as silly as that might sound, you know, is your home a home for your family or is it a place just for you? I think kids know that and I think that carries on. Hmm. That is so good. That's real. That's an encouragement for every mom who's living in a house that's riddled with uh, Legos and toys and coloring books and spilled milk and all that stuff, because what you're saying is it's all good. Yes. Yeah. Kathy, thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. If you guys want to find out uh, more about Kathy Cook and her ministry to families, you can find her at CelebrateKids.com. I will link back to her. Kathy, really quickly, I know you're out on the road speaking right now. Where are you going to be in the next couple of weeks? I will be, thank you. I'll be at the homeschool convention in uh, North Carolina in Winston-Salem. And then I'll be at Heave, the, where you'll be, at the homeschool convention up in Richmond, Virginia. And then next week, I will be at the Great Homeschool Convention in Ontario, California. And I'm also doing a lot of summit sessions for summit ministries in uh, Manitou Springs, Colorado. So I'll be at seven of those this summer. I'll be at the St. Louis uh, Homeschool Convention in July. Just uh, trying to make a difference like you and really, really honored to do it. I'm always amazed. People listen to me. It's so much fun. Well, you are an incredible 
uh, woman of God, and I know God's using you in a mighty way. So, Kathy, I'm going to keep praying for you and encouraging you and what God's called you to do. And I'm looking forward to giving you a big hug when I see you in Virginia at the Richmond event. Heath, yay, it'll be good. Likewise. Thank you so much, Heidi. Loved being with you today. You're very welcome. If you guys want more information, you can find Kathy at CelebrateKids.com. In the meantime, I am on my way to Florida. I'll be there. After that, I'll be in Iowa, and uh, I'll be in Richmond also with Kathy. So come on out. You guys get a twofer. You can see us both at one event. You can find me in the meantime over at Mom Strong International. We're going to continue our study on strategies and spiritual warfare, getting ready to start a whole new month. So come on out and be encouraged. You guys can do this. The Lord of Heaven's armies is at your side. Thanks for listening, everybody. And I will see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.